little bit of movie magic for those watching the live stream. They've already seen it, probably. Yeah. Perfect. Spoilers! That's what we do here on the Top Down Perspective. Oh, wow. Just jump right past... Yeah, exactly. I, well, I figured it was, a, it was a perfect setup for it, but we can still do our intro traffic. And, oh, like, sure. and we could talk about the cat that's just sitting on your desk in the I camera guess, yeah, shot. we could just bring up to speed, like, what's going on this week. Um, Sean's in the sky, I think, or about to be. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's not here. So it's just John and Nathan. Yep. Um, and I was, like, trying to think, is there some way to just say Jonathan, you know? Yeah, but... Joe Nathan is how you'd say it. Jo- oh, okay. Um... But yeah, uh, we were going to talk about the Oscars, but as a <laughs> The just staring in the camera. It's so good. Oh, okay. <laughs> keep keep him there. Keep him there. It's great. I love it. I'm not I'm not touch lord. It's so good. Touch. It's so oh, good. Man. I'm going to mute you from the past. Um, Oscars, did you watch them? Nope. Did you, did you see the famous selfie that's been going I around? I did see that. How many, That's got like 3 million retweets or something crazy. It had like 200 and some K like within five minutes or something. So I can only imagine it went further from there. Best advertising money Samsung ever spent, apparently, was kind of the story I was reading today. Don't, um, don't blame him on that. Yeah, product placement. It's powerful. Uh, but yeah, the actual show, I think my, my thing was just there was no surprises at all. So it was just kind of like everyone, everyone, like everything, everybody expected to win. Like that just happened. Like Weird Al predicted the top five big categories like six hours before it happened and he was right wait what (laughs) really yeah this was a tweet he posted it was just like hey congratulations to matthew mcconaughey like he just like ran through alfonso Cuaron, like just boom 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 all the good categories and then it was just like yeah see and then people were you know he's a prophet but really he's just paying attention to other award shows because that just seemed to be what was gonna go down but hey gravity did you see that movie yeah see that one Okay, that one won, like, five or six awards. Mostly technical categories, but it won Best Director. So I, I figured that might be one of the, the ones. You didn't see that Slavery movie, though, did you? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. 12 Years a Slave won Best Picture. I'm somehow not surprised by that. Yeah, and McConaughey won Best Actor. And really? And won Supporting Actor. Yeah, I mean, he was good in Dallas Buyers Club, but mud. That's, that's Apparently, the camera is only showing me, which is a little frightening. What do you mean? What's our... Oh, yeah, it's the li- not the live stream says everyone in the chat saying all I see, not seeing Nathan and this cat you speak of. All I see is John. The camera is only showing John. Oh man, is there a way? Like, did I do something wrong where like I selected you, so it's only showing you? It's not doing the dynamic. Maybe back and forth. And I was just like, I want to be looking at who I'm talking to, but apparently I can't do that. So hey, Sean's not here. Technical problems. Sorry, you missed out on cat business. He's over there. The so, cat, the cat will rejoin the podcast at some point, I'm sure. Hopefully, I'll I'll switch to this other feed for a bit then. Um, yeah. So, Oscars. Who cares? Whatever. Let's just Gravity won some stuff. Yay! All all like uh, CG and assets, I assume. Yeah, sounds. Uh, I think cinematography. Yeah. Basically, like almost everything it was nominated for, except actress and picture, as far as I can remember. It like. Yeah, it it did pretty good though, which kind of made it kind of just a like repetitive. It's just like, oh, is her gonna win productions? No, it, it's you know they they made a satellite or whatever in Gravity, so that's a pretty cool production design winner. Like it just kind of, I don't know. I was kind of bored. We had pizza though, so it was uh it was a decent time. All right. Apparently that cur- a- that that tweet that selfie tweet apparently has three point three million retweets right now according to Dan the Enigma. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a 
picture of a bunch of famous people at a show. So cool stuff. I don't know. Selfies. Selfies. And you already introduced the show. It is the Top Down Perspective, March 6th, mm-hmm. 2014. Um, you already know our names, so I guess we'll just roll right into proper video game. I say, I say we roll into what Sean's playing since he's not here. We can talk about it. Sure, okay. We'll speak on his behalf. Exactly. Well, he left notes for us, which was nice. So we He can... did. So All here right. we go. He's been playing Bravely Default still, which does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. He says, we'll be tackling the final boss again at the airport, which means he probably fought it and lost. Which also means he's almost done the game, so congrats for him, because I'm friggin' nowhere near that. That game is long. Yeah, 50 hours or something. 50 hours I am well over that. Okay. Uh, as of right now, let's see if I'm even at a point where I can check this. I am, thankfully. I've clocked 73 hours. I am level 82. I am in Chapter 5. Chapter 5 is freaking gigantic. Okay. Does uh, it, the, is there a lot of important revelations happening? Like, it's like... Yes, but there's not that much storyline or, like, main mission-wise you have to do. It's almost all submissions. Like, basically, the entire map lights up with submissions when you start Chapter 5. Okay. Which is the best way to put it. Do they tie in in any way? Or is it just, like, get some cool kit, get better summons? Yeah, uh, like mainly kinda... you're doing this for, like, uh, like bits, small pieces of the story and for it, job points. And, it, like, there's no other way to put it without, like, spoiling anything. So it's just, like, you basically fight a lot of bosses is basically what it does. Okay. Those so dragons? Was this the dragon hunting? Uh, I have that open as well. I could have done that last chapter, but I didn't because I went and randomly fought one, and he curb stomped me very quickly, like in two turns. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I guess just to, like to Sean's situation, I know he's been kind of demanding people help. I guess like go, like update your characters, get your best. Yeah, he he texted me like at eight o'clock this morning. He's like, update your character and bravely default. I'm like, I have been every day. <laughs> he's like, no, you know, you have to do like the street pass update. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do hmm. that in a bit then. So I guess he's under leveled for where he's at or something. Seems to be what that seems. Well, to I mean, he's at the end of the game, so right. And I'm and I'm apparently, I think, a little over halfway. I, I heard something like there might be eight chapters. I'm not sure. Hmm. But like, either way, like I'm definitely not near the end of the game. But I'm at a point where, like, power wise, I should be near the end of the game. So something's off. But I am also playing on hard, so I think that also is kind of why, because I'm still getting randomly curb stomped by enemies, unless I lock everyone into specific jobs so they can't earn job points, which kind of bums me out. Whoa! I just what? What'd you do? I just hit the cameraman app behind the scenes control room business. Maybe that'll help. Nathan is learning how to do this for the first time. Yeah, Sean usually I, runs all this. I figured out how to log in and stuff yesterday, and I was like, "All right, cool, good, we're good to go." And you know, hey, it's it's at least not broken. So I apologize for yeah. Okay, bravely default. You are like many hours in, many levels higher, playing on a higher difficulty. All this stuff. Yeah, um, still getting destroyed. But having fun? Yeah. Do, do, you, do you feel like you hit that remember, point? Remember how Nathan, or Nathan, remember how Sean was saying rumors were that the second half of Bravely Default's not yeah. that well designed? I was about to ask, like, did you hit that point where it gets repetitive and yes. starts happening? Okay. More than I care to admit. If you, like, do you plan on playing the game? 
Uh, I, I ask because I can tell you after the podcast. I'm not going to say on the podcast what's going on because it's spoiler heavy what's going on, but... Okay, is it, do you feel like it's good? Well, whatever, I guess if you're not going to... I think it's now, it's a clever, I, I can, what they do is a clever it. idea, but what, if you want to do all the submissions, it sucks. Well, I mean, like, for example, I'm playing, like, you know, I just finished playing some more Zero Escape stuff, and that game's all about repetition in some way. Like, you know, you're going through the same stuff over and over, but you're changing your decisions, and it's kind of becoming a cumulative experience. Is it not like that? It's just not, doing not, similar things... Not quite. Not. Yeah, I, okay. I can't say I can't say without spoiling anything. All right, but there was a dip in quality. It sounds like either way. Yes, and yes, I, I wholeheartedly I, agree with that statement. That's unfortunate, but okay. Um, I guess I'll get more details after the show. So sorry mm. to the those listening, but we're, hey, we're not spoiling Bravely Default, which is still pretty new. So. Yeah, exactly. I still yeah. recommend people play it, but maybe not play on hard. Okay, you feel like you made a mistake at this point? Kind of, yeah, but I've gone so far that I'm committed. Okay. Even though I can switch the difficulty on the fly, I'm like, no, I'm going to beat this whole game on hard just to say that I did it. Hmm. It's my stubbornness kicking in, sadly. Uh, Sean has also played The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2. His notes say, really liked it. Great uplifting moments with some good sections filled with dread. Very interesting place in the end of... It, it ends off at. Review will be coming this weekend, so that means he's going to be putting it up on Comic Book Bin. Yeah. Um, I also played that, so I could talk about it now, or we could go on to, I don't know, okay, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say my talk about it it right now. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of weird playing that game right after playing Zero Escape, because they're both adventure games, they're both hyper-scripted stories and whatever that you play through, but Mm -hmm. I like how Zero Escape handles interactivity in terms of just, like, I don't know, even though you know you're just going down a dead-end path, you're still kind of curious what you're going to see at the end of it. It is very much like reading a choose-your-own-adventure book and like being like, oh, okay, like what's going to happen if I make this bad choice? But then you are kind of the cumulative learning thing I was alluding to. You uh, gain a piece of knowledge that then you can kind of put in your arsenal of just things you know about the overall giant story and then kind of solve the master puzzles of the whole story and like win i guess whereas when something bad happens in walking dead it's just kind of that is just scripted nothing you do could have in any way impacted that thing happening so at some point that saps the tension out of those games for me because i'm just like well clementine's the main character nothing bad can happen to her for at least five episodes and i know that because there wouldn't be a game otherwise so if i get a game over it doesn't mean anything. It's just kind of like ah, I didn't press A enough times in that sequence. So you're you're basically thinking they're not going to pull like a storyline switch up and just like suddenly switch the character. It not with Clementine. That would be kind of too crazy for them to do. Like that would that would be kind of crazy. But I don't see them doing that. Whereas I mean Zero Escape because of the premise you could die and it's like oh man that went all kinds of wrong and uh, oh well. But you still feel like. You know, you learn something by going down that path, and then you can go back in time, really, and do something with that knowledge. Whereas this game, if you fail, all you know is you need to mash A faster and then press Y or something. You know, like, it doesn't really leave too much in your hands. It's all kind of predefined. It's it's a movie more so than I feel Zero Escape is. Zero Escape is, like, using its software-ness more, <laughs> 
and it, and it's also catering to my weird impulse of like I want to see like if I like a game I want to see everything like I want to do everything in it mm. and like Walking Dead almost actively discourages that because it's like if you go back then you're gonna kind of see that oh no there actually isn't another branch there so like it's kind of weird like I feel like uh, Zero Escape caters to what I look for as a player more so than Walking Dead does. Like, Walking Dead is like, I don't want to waste your time. Like, we're just going to tell you our story in, like, 90 minutes and let you go on about your business. Whereas Zero Escape, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, I will take whatever you got for me. What do you got? And they're like, we have, like, 35 hours of weird mystery and crazy twists and murder and betrayal. And I'm just like, sweet, let's do that. And, you know, I played it for, like, a month. So, I don't know. It's just totally different in a way but i also feel like one embraces like uh its narrative design like it it writes to its inherent shortcomings by being a piece of software in a way like it's like we we know you want to see all of it so we're going to make seeing all of it part of the story and i guess yeah i finished i finished it this week zero escape so like fully you got all like however many I, I got the, endings i got the platinum trophy in that game i haven't oh, done that god before. Yeah, like, I'd seen, like, 99% of it um, up until, like, and saw the credits roll or whatever, like, saw the, well, I've seen the credits roll, like, 12 times, but I Mm. saw the end of the game, and then I was like, oh, wait, I only missed, like, one puzzle, really, so I went back last night and kind of just did that, Um, and yeah, I got the platinum, so, yeah. Nice, congrats. Yeah, I've seen every bit of information that those writers came up with, and... I, I still won't, like, you know, spoil it, but I will say, like, maybe they go really, like, Shyamalan-esque on, like, how many just twists happen at the end, but I was kind of delighted with all of them, so, I don't know, I, I was okay with what they came up with. It kind of reminded me of Ghost Trick in that it, like, it takes great pains to explain everything that happened, so mm-hmm. it's like, hey sit down, we're just going to, like, talk to you and make analogies and just kind of explain why this works, and here you go. And it's like, okay, like, kind of my fault. I started playing the final leg of the game at, like, 2 in the morning. Oh, so, so you were stuck. You were committed. You could like, I can't stop because like, this is happening. I can't turn it off because then I won't be able to sleep. Like, I need to know. So I was up until, like, 5, and I had work the next day. Terrible planning on my part. Three hours of ending? Of just, yeah, like, people telling you stuff, and then, like, new branches opening, and you going and seeing even more stuff. There were effectively, like, three mind-bender twists just right at the end, and I was, like, just laughing and enjoying them. Like, they're just so amazing out there. Like, some great sci-fi stuff. They just start throwing in tons of sci-fi stuff, and just, I don't know, I was really, really pleased with how it goes. And I guess I will say... Like I need you, we need a third Zero Escape game now because this this game kind of does. Like I was trying to think of like other things that do this, and the ones I came up with were uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo, like the David Fincher version mm-hmm. that like almost starts the next story at the end of the story. Like it's just kind of like it rolls right past the conclusion of the book and then just keeps going for a little bit and then leaves you kind of hanging. This like sets up the premise for Zero Escape Three, and then kind of goes like oh. And then it's over, and you're just kind of like, oh, no! Like, we need to do this thing. And I don't know. I guess I won't get into, like, what the nature of that problem will be, but it's kind of mm. awesome. Um, so, yeah, I hope that guy gets funding and makes that 
a reality. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I will still say, like, the puzzle stuff. I guess I barely talked about Walking Dead. I just rolled right into this other thing. But I'll get back to that. Uh, the puzzle stuff seems still very kind of just detached from the narrative stuff. Like, it's like... And, like, you know, in the premise of the game, it's like, you are trapped in this mastermind puzzle problem, like, mystery room stuff. You need to figure it out. But it kind of just, like, stops being a story for a bit and just kind of, like, all right, puzzle-solving time. And then you solve the puzzle, which kind of just doesn't really have much to do with what's going on. It's just kind of vaguely themed around a room or something. And then you get back to the story. And, like, important stuff might be found in a puzzle room, but it kind of just takes a break for a while. So I, at some point, I was just using a fact for that, too. I was just like, this is just tedious. I don't want to actually spend too much time thinking about this. Like, let's just go. Like, the final puzzle is basically, like, a boss. Like, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. It's, like, almost like how some games have you face every boss the game had again. This is, like, a master puzzle made up of previous puzzles. So it's just this, like, six-stage puzzle, and I was just like, it's, like, two in the morning, I just want to see the ending, like, let's just, just stop it. So I guess I still have some kind of aspects of Zero Escape that don't quite jive with me. Like, if you really like just devious logic puzzles, this has that going for it, too. But I was not there for that at some point. I was just there for the story, so I might have done that game a disservice or whatever, but... Overall, I don't know. I was still delighted with a lot of what that game came up with in terms of twist endings and whatever. And again, like, it having that ability to just jump to specific time points, like, had I known that when I started, I would have been even more just on, you know, like, no qualifications needed. This game does some great polishing on the formula, but I didn't realize that when I started. But whatever, I, I'm totally game for another one. Um... Anyway, enough about that. Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2, House Divided. Um, it doesn't do those things. It is very much just kind of a 90-minute narrative. <laughs> it's Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. It's, it is an adventure game, but different. Um, and I guess in a weird way, I was kind of just noticing weird things. Like I don't know why they ever display the inventory on the screen. Because you never get to, like, choose what object you need. It's all context-sensitive. Like, it's just, you are in a, like, you are up high right now. So the point of Clementine climbing that ladder and going up there is to use her binoculars. Like, I don't need to see that I have them. I don't know. It just seemed weird use of screen space. But, um, I don't know. I guess this time around, my choices were a little less in line with everyone else's. Last time, I felt like I was with most like you know i was in the majority on almost every major decision in that game whereas this time there were three where i was in the minority so i guess they kind of made it interesting in that way with like some kind of choices to be made however those seem to really rely on how nostalgic are you for the first season and i won't elaborate but they tie in first season stuff and 400 days stuff more explicitly in this episode so, for long-time fans, there are things to see from other Walking Dead things. So, I wouldn't recommend you, for example, jump in on this episode. All right. That'd be crazy. That would be weird to do that on anything with Yeah, why episodes. would you do that? Why would you do that, John? Don't do that. That's, that... I'll, I won't. Don't worry. Oh. You've talked me out of it. Okay, I know. You've you're done seeing, me a service. Thank you. You're seeing that 9 out of 10 on Polygon. You're just like, oh, well, screw those other ones. I'm just going to jump in on episode 2 of season 2. It's really good. It's not, it's not what you're going to do. Do you have any interest in playing these? I guess I'm just going to... 
bring include you in the Walking Dead discussion? Are you down with this whole idea? I, I have season one. Okay. So, do you want to play it? Kind of. I just haven't pulled the trigger on. Let me, dude. There's a million games I haven't pulled the trigger there's on. Like a, these, these are just games. these are just sitting on my desk right now, waiting to be played. Oh man, so. I've heard of some of those. In fact, I can't see the one on the the left. Is that Earth Defense Force? Okay. Earth- yeah, that's the new Earth Defense Force. Okay. Um, so you got new games to worry about, let alone that moldy old thing from, like, what was it, 2011? 2012? Uh, 2012. 2012. I, I mean, it got a lot of awards attention and stuff, so people were kind of... I don't know. Adventure games, though. How do you feel about... Event- What's your favorite adventure game, John? Hmm. Question. That's a good question, actually. Yeah. See? I don't think Hard I really hitting. have one. Okay. Never really was a genre I got into. Uh, I liked the original Monkey Island. Okay. That's a... And Day of the Tentacle seemed all right. So really one of those two, probably. All this Tim Schafer stuff. LucasArts. Tim Schafer, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Jeez. Wrong, wrong, Ron. Gilbert. Thank you. Ron Gilbert. Gilbert. Scurvy Scalawags guy. That's, That's how he's known now around these parts. Um... Oh, I guess some someone's in the in the chat asking why was one of those games you held up not the new South Park game? Any interest in that? Uh, the reason it's not is because I haven't grabbed it yet because it's an Obsidian game, which means I'm not buying it right out of the gate. Ooh, you're just as you expect it to be broken. Like yes. the reviews are wrong and it's actually broken. They just didn't know. No, right. no, the reviews have said like yeah, there's problems with any version, so. Actually, like, yeah, I, I guess the one I read did say it crashed once, but I don't know. I don't know. I w- I'm, I've been thinking of getting it, but I think I might like wait a week or two and then wait for like to see if there's news of a patch and then probably pick it up for Xbox. Okay. Um. All right. I I don't know how to like just hey back to Walking Dead. Um. It's okay. It's no zero escape though. You, you said you saw that message in the chat, right? Because it's not showing in my chat. That's weird. So we're not seeing messages. Well, I'm just seeing how is South Park Stick of Truth doing? That's oh, the actual phrase. Okay, that's okay. Never mind. I thought that was I editorialize. Ah, I get it. You put your own feelings into that comment. Yeah, like I saw what you just did holding up the games, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna tie. You know, that's how we do. Um, yeah. Well, sorry, Walking Dead. It's not my type of adventure game, but it was okay at doing what it did, and there were one or two things where I was like, oh, okay, but. No, it's it's just uh, has generally not been my thing. Thanks, John, though, for the code. Not to, you know, crap all over having that. I appreciate it. I will play it. But I don't know. They're just, they don't, they don't let me drive the way I want to. I guess I also feel this way kind of about David Cage games, where it's like uh, Indigo Prophecy was one where I was like, oh, man, that bad thing happened. I'm going to go back and play it again and... Mm prevent that from happening and it's just like no david cage just wants that to happen you can't well i mean there's certain cases where you can get around it like when i played heavy rain there was a major mistake i made that i wanted to fix so i reloaded and it actually fixed that mistake okay i guess yeah i guess zero escape takes that example of like reloading and makes it part of the story it's like we know you want to go back and fix your mistake so we're gonna write to that and make that the thing that's happening in this game is loading and saving essentially and it's like you know what you came up with the doofy explanation for all this that kind of made it make sense good job guys 
So I, I recommend playing that. I don't know how Trigger Happy Havoc handles that. I'm kind of curious about that now because I'm out of Japanese graphic adventures to play. Are you gonna Are you gonna pick it up or am I, I already still... bought it? It's oh, sitting okay. there on my on my Vita. Um, Vita's pretty cool. I picked it up last night just kind of be like, hey, what's going on? I started Gravity Rush. Mm. I didn't write that down, but I'm only I'm only in the tutorial. So I I, I finally really... found my charger again for my Vita, so I plugged it back in. It's in the background there. So... I kind of like having that thing. It's it's got games on it. You know? it, it's got nice games. I've got like a bunch of games for it. I just don't play it because I'm usually playing that thing I just dropped on the floor. Yeah, Castlevania. Yeah. You know. No, I just dropped my 3DS. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, But I guess, yeah. I was also, I just played, speaking of, I guess, puzzle-ish adventure things, that was the theme this week. Uh, Room 2. I started playing that finally because I know it's not very long, and it got a lot of buzz like a month and a half ago when it came out. Uh, iOS game, you're solving puzzle boxes and stuff. I did two rooms worth of puzzles so far. Well, I mean, it is room two, so I mean, I assume there's at least two rooms in it. There's at least, yeah, because I'm in a third one, so it's starting Ooh. to get kind of crazy. So you already have the sequel, nice. I know, room three, it's kind of like, you know, it rolled <laughs> right into the next one right away in the same one. I don't know. Um, It's, it, it's kind of similar to the first one, you're... I guess, in a way, you're going between multiple things in the same room this time, as opposed to just focusing on one puzzle box, but I believe Sean elaborated on that more. Uh, they also tie in the weird supernatural stuff that that game starts to dabble with at the end of the first game more so, so you're seeing weird cryptic symbols and kind of, like, beyond this dimension, and every stage ends with, like, a weird interdimensional door portal thing. It's weird, but it's also, like... Maybe a little, like, coming off of a game that's talking at you so much, like, Zero Escape is just, like, you're hanging out with, like, this batch of characters, and you're always kind of included in this conversations and stuff, and it's kind of just, I don't know, I found that kind of a nice thing to go back to. Room 2 is just kind of cold, and you are alone in a creepy room, and it's just like, oh man, this is, this is less friendly, this is not as fun in a way. So it's a little weirder as like a, a game. It's not as good a game to go to sleep to. Cause it's like creepy and it doesn't leave you in kind of like, hmm, interesting. Or like, Oh, I hung out with my buddy, Tim Yoji, you know, <laughs> me and my buddy, Tim Yoji and Luna, we were solving some puzzles. Like it's not, there's no characters. It's just you reading weird notes and such. So I don't know. It, it's, it was a weird thing to roll into, but um, yeah iOS iOS games. Device 6 is probably next on my list of adventure things, but hey, whatever. Adventure game lineup, that was this week's uh, things I did. Uh, you had one more game that you played mm -hmm. some. As always, I played more Payday 2, and they added, uh, I believe what I discussed last week was they added a new patch and new difficulty. It's called Death Wish. Yeah, which I don't think we elaborated much on the show what that was all about. So basically, guess... yeah, they added a new difficulty. Uh, everything's much harder. They added new units, which are basically just upgraded versions of the older units that do more damage. Uh, they show up faster. There's more of them. They rush you more. It's just like chaos incarnate. And uh, when they did that, they also upped the difficulty on other missions as well because they changed a couple things. Like there are more guards to deal with when you're stealthing a mission. Uh, the cloakers are more aggressive and stuff like that. It just becomes like this... It's become a chaotic, difficult game now, but I'm still playing it. A little miffed at some of their choices, but I'm still enjoying it. Hmm. But do you, so this won't necessarily hurt the longevity of the game? I don't, it, it depends, really, because, like, I mean, the new, the new difficulty, everyone's like, all right, cool, we're cool with that. 
But okay. they they nerfed uh, the stealthing ability. Like originally, in when you originally did the game, you could bag up if you had a certain skill, you could bag up as many bodies as you wanted, so you could hide any guards that you killed. Yeah. Then they it, during the Death Wish update, they reduced that to two bags, and usually in a mission, there's like five guards at least. Oh, okay. So, so they made some weird changes that stealth players were upset about. So it's like we want stealth to be also non-lethal, ideally. Kind of, yeah. So they same. basically made it, like it harder for the average player to like be able to do certain things. So it, it was it was weird. It's it seems like it's more focusing on gunplay now. But they made an they made an announcement the other day, like, yeah, we're making some major changes to stealth. Like, here's like all the positive changes we're making, and then of course people found a reason to bitch about that update too. Right. I mean, not that I, I can say anything. I was a little upset about it too. One specific thing in it. It always seemed like heists devolved into shootouts really quickly, but the yeah. thrill was always hoping to pull it off like a, you know, Danny Ocean or something, like no one ever knows. Like, exactly, yeah. And, and, like, in Payday 2, you could do that a bunch originally, and then when they did the update, it became, like, super difficult to do that. Hmm. I, I mean, I haven't played it in a little while, so I guess... Like, mm. is is some of this stuff just... That's just game tweaks? This isn't even, like... Yeah, it, it's weird. Games. I've never I've never seen a company, like, tweak their games so much. I, 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 I guess it's paid off for them, though. Like, there were some reports coming out alongside this that this game is, like, by far the most profitable thing they've ever done. And they've only made two games! <laughs> yeah, I know, but, like, supporting this game long-term has worked out really well. I don't know if I'd say long-term. It's only been, like, six months since the game came out? Eight? Came out August. Oh, okay. I thought it seems like forever ago, but I guess that's just between Payday One and Two. They've been kind of focusing. Yeah, on pretty okay. much. Man, I thought it was like a year or something by this point. I thought it came out. I early. think we had this discussion last time we talked about Payday. August thirteenth, twenty thirteen. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. That's that's uh, still supporting it, but that's not as crazy as I thought. So Payday Three coming out then? Is that what's uh, going to happen? If they're doing, oh, well, based on the popularity of this, yeah. But I think that won't be happening for years. Okay. I think they need, they need to get the finish deciding what tweaks they're going to do on Payday 2 before they jump to Payday 3. What do you want from Payday 3, John, as an expert? What's missing? More missions, because, I mean, there's only so many missions in this one. And okay. they keep saying they're going to add more missions and then haven't. Hmm. Less that dude chattering in your ear? I, you I'm, I'm okay it? with Bane. You get used to Bane. Okay. It's just funny when he just keeps repeating himself. He's like, when you're doing a certain mission called Framing Frame, he'll always talk about how, like, oh, there's gold. We should steal the gold. But we can't steal the gold because we're not stealthing. Yep. I, I, I did that mission. And, yeah. Or he talks about, like, this crazy piece of footage he just saw. Yeah. About this politician or something. Like, something what a like show that. off. Yeah, it's just like. Yeah, I know. You've, this is the. I mean, we're waiting for these doors to open, so you only have so many things you can say, but you can just yeah. be quiet. Like, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a little silly. I still enjoy the game, but it is a silly game. Okay. And um, that's it for what I played. Okay, there you go. Uh, that is it for the what we played section. Let's go on to news. All right, a decent amount of news happened. I guess so. I was kind of digging, looking like, is this important? Like, I don't know. But the the one that I just, you know, I was like, oh, I'm actually am curious about that. I will watch this. Uh, there was a trailer for the new Batman game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkham Knight. K-N-I-G-H-T. When I first heard it, I didn't actually, you know, think they'd just do that. But they did. And of course they did. But whatever. Um, it is a fully next-gen Batman game, so none of these old consoles, I guess yep. current-gen now, Yeah, PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a trailer, so you can kind of just glean a bunch of relevant information from the trailer, what's going to be different. Uh, the Batmobile. 
Yeah, Batmobile is usable. Like, you can drive around Gotham this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Rocksteady who's working on it. So the guys who made the first two games, not uh, Arkham Origins that came out last year. Yeah, so, you know, the the team that invented this uh, this franchise, really. Uh, Harley Quinn is playable if you pre-order. Which probably means so, it's like all the other games where it's just like, oh, the DLC missions or something like that. Or, or not DLC, or, or like side missions. Yeah, yeah, like where it's like kind of meanwhile, and then something happens elsewhere, and it's kind of a little mini story within there. And I don't this know. Is, yeah, this is okay. supposed to be the finale of the Arkham series. This uh, Rocksteady has gone on record stating there will be no more Arkham games after this. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, I'm sure there'll be Warner Brothers Batman stuff, but maybe Rocksteady finally gets to move on to something else. Maybe. I don't Hopefully, know. I would like to see um, how they handle like any other franchise. Yeah, I mean they've they've done good the last uh, five years since uh, Arkham Asylum came out, but uh, yeah, it would be kind of neat to see them flex elsewhere. I guess a lot of people are kind of there seems to be a general kind of eh, so many Batman games in such a small amount of time. Like I don't know if people are actually excited, even if this is going to be you know. I am a little shocked to find out it's coming out this year. Yeah, October I think was the date some people were saying. That most people seem to think it's October. Yeah. Um, is that too soon? Like, or I mean, coming off of Origins, but keep in mind that wasn't even them. When did but... City come out? Was that was 2011. that that was 2011? That was yeah. Shit. Oh, never mind. That's been three years they've been working on this then. Yeah, which that's a decent dev cycle. Yeah, but, no, um, that's that's about right. I guess the, you know, would they, will they change up the formula quite a bit? Like in in the trailer, you see a lot of familiar faces. Penguins there, Two Face. Like it's you know, there's going to be standard lineup of dudes. Uh, friend at work was just like, dude, this is the hush is gonna be in this game because they set him up in the last one. I was like, oh okay, like I I missed all of this hush setup in city, but I guess they they. And that was one of the side that. quests you had to do, yeah. Yeah, so I th- well had to do. I only saw like parts of it and didn't mm. conclude it, so I didn't know what was going on. It was just like there was dead bodies showing up, and it was kind of weird. And I was like, oh okay, but I played that game twice and missed seeing that through. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm generally interested in this. I mean, it's coming to PC, so I don't even need a new machine in order to see this, but I am, uh, I, I like the last game those guys did. Origins, I still haven't finished. I wasn't too super enamored with it, but I wasn't angry at it. It was just kind of, I just did this again. Cause yeah, I, had... I, I haven't sat down and tried it either. Yeah. So... I, I, like, I started it and that was it. Oh, I guess I want to say like it seemed to me the art style was a little different. Like I don't know if you Yeah, they they it's a little bit more I guess I want to say realistic as realistic as Batman's villains can be. Yeah. Like, like it, it like looks a little less cartoony. Har- yeah, Harley looked like human, like a lady with clown makeup on as opposed to like a little more exaggerated in terms of just like cartoonish kind of stuff. Or like even Bruce looked a little different. Like he just looked like yeah. a man. I don't know. I, I think they were going for more of a, like, the movie kind of look to it. To yeah. And, you, you know, I mean, the word knight obviously is attached to Batman in general, but the Dark Knight was a very popular Batman thing from, like, six years ago. So maybe it was just, yeah. like, yeah, just kind of associated with that a little bit. Like, the Batmobile even kind of resembled yeah. a little bit the Tumblr. When it showed a, up, a it was little bit. like, okay. Like, I think Brittany was like, man, it's even more tankish than ever. I was like, yeah. Kind of, I don't know. I I guess that's kind of a question, though, is, like, will people want, you know, they got to make driving the Batmobile feel rad, or else why would you use it, is yeah. kind of the thing. Because, like, or else you just fly around the city, essentially, with the gliding mechanics and stuff. Because, like, I mean, uh, Giant Bomb was talking about, like, you know, 
Saints Row, at some point, driving cars just becomes crap. You don't want to do it because you have superpowers. So if they, like, take away your superpowers, that's a lame solution. But if the driving is kind of just, you know, mediocre, it'll be, you know, kind of that crackdown or Saints Row thing where you're just going to mm-hmm. opt not to do it. So I, I don't know what they're going to have to do. Like, I like driving cars in games, you know, generally. So if they kind of give me good reasons to drive it or make it have some crazy combat functions or something, like you can basically summon the Batmobile to just come in and barrel through something or, you know, drop some bombs or something. I don't know, like, how they're going to incorporate it. But they have, you know, in the trailer, they have it kind of leaving combat and then coming back. Like, he's remote, you know, drives in and then he jumps back into it kind of stuff. So I'm sure they're puzzling over how to do that. But bigger city, by the sound of it. You know, if you have a car, it's probably... Well, I mean, it's going to be all of Gotham by the sounds, so... Yeah. But apparently, from what people were telling me of uh, Origins, Gotham felt about as small as Arkham City. It was almost the same area. Like, it was, like, redone. It was, like, Christmased up, but it Mm. seemed like almost the same section of Gotham. Which, uh, you know, that was kind of one of the reasons it was a little less exciting to go back. Because you're like, we're going back to Arkham City specifically. There's a few new buildings, though, and we'll go in those. And it's just, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a barn burner. But, yeah, there's a new one. And it's coming out soonish. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all I got on the Batman. So, cool. Let's move go. on next. Uh, I don't know, this, I, why is this here? <laughs> uh, I Sean wrote it here, and I feel like in the same way we're like reporting on the games he played. We're gonna. This is important to Sean. Sean wants everybody to know that Rhythm Thief and the Paris Caper is on sale right now on iOS. And I looked it up, and it it looks to be kind of. I don't like it's from Sega. It's some sort of latent looking. Art I, I style. guess it's a. I guess it's a sequel to Rhythm Thief and the Emperor's Treasure, which is on the 3DS. Okay. Because like it's a different subtitle, unless it's just the port of that. Because this is this takes place in Paris, I believe. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Then it does offer in-app purchases. So now I'm curious if it's like you buy subsequent chapters or something, maybe. But two dollars to get to dip your feet in here and it looked uh, like a rhythm based adventure game with mysteries and i like the name paris caper that sounds mm. kind of fun so i don't know there you go you know check that out if you want it is uh what is that 80 percent off right now so it's pretty good time um watchdogs that that game people uh are anticipating from ubisoft open world mm-hmm. crimes hacking all that um got a release date Hooray! Again! Are you sitting? You are sitting down. I can see. Yeah, you, you can are. see so the chair behind me. I'm leaning back in it. May twenty seventh. Oh, holy! Crazy. Holy okay. crap! Like book your vacation time now. I guess you know to let work know. May twenty seventh. Two weeks before E three. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not feverishly anticipating, but a lot of people are. I mean, it is one of the things that was missed most at launch for the new consoles and stuff. So, there you go. It's it's coming out. Are you are you excited? Are you you know you down with the dogs? I'll probably play it, but I mean, like releasing it two weeks before E three is going to kill a lot of the hype that game has. Or unless they think there's only going to have hype for that first week or two, and then it's just like, all right, cool. We'll fo- make them focus on something else we're working on. Do you think they'll like? I mean, this happens before where like a game comes out just before a trade show. Do you think it'll still be there? Like, I mean, Last of Us was there last year. Probably. And, and, and uh, Infamous 2 was that year. 
Right. So it's just like, hey, you can play it if, if you haven't yet. I don't know. Like, I don't know why you, you're here. Well, I mean, like, they were giving out Last of Us swag. They were. I got a shirt. It was I got weird. a giant shirt. I wear it as pajama shirt. A lot. And the, the fate of that shirt was explored and left behind. So, you know, that was that was a cool revelation for me. I was like, oh, that's what happened to my shirt. Cool. Anyway, sorry. Back on track. Watchdogs. Get ready. I, yeah. Um... Okay, speaking of E3 of yesteryear, one of the as in big, last year, <laughs> yeah, that was that was yesteryear. That's that's fair. Um, Mr. Jack Tret Tretton, mm-hmm. Jack Tretton, yeah. Um, he had himself quite a press conference. He was just dropping bombs on Microsoft. People were cheering. People were freaking out. That is how I will remember him because he is no longer head of the company as of April first. He is he is leaving. That He's is stepping down from CEO status. Yeah, he is no longer going to be CEO of Sony Computer Entertainment America. Uh, a man named Sean Layden is taking the reins. And for any you know investors that are listening to our show, uh, he's been with the company for quite a while, so he, he knows what he's doing. Don't don't freak out. <laughs> I I just felt like we should acknowledge this because he's one of those big business folks that you hear about. He's like the Reggie of Sony. You know. Yeah, well, at least the in the English side. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. True. Sort of, right? Maybe less combative, less fun in a way. But you know, he's he's there. He's 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 been a personality for some years. You see him a lot of trade shows. Not you know personally, I didn't see him walking around. But yeah, he's presented Sony's E3 press conferences from 2007 to last year, and he's been with uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America since 1995 when the original PlayStation came out. Yeah, he's been been there for all of them. How do you feel about? company business dudes in the biz do you do you feel they deserve attention from enthusiasts or a, li- a little bit okay like do you think he plays games do you, you know do you think he's a... yeah he's gone on record stating that i think he said that he get, he sold his ps4 to someone who wanted it or something like silly like that back when the shortage of ps4s happened okay okay i guess that that's an ongoing thing like i we were at a superstore there was no ps4 there but there was an xbox one Ooh, crazy right that's how the difference. Six million units. Yeah, he says here, it is with mixed feelings that I inform you that I will be stepping down as president and CEO of SCEA effective March 31st, 2014. This mm-hmm. is a result of a mutual agreement with SCEA, and I leave knowing that the PlayStation brand has never been stronger. PS4 momentum continues to accelerate, and the future will only get brighter for our gamers. Yeah, seems seems to be going out on top. That, that was kind of my initial perception, although... We'll address some questions to that effect yeah, later. I'm, I'm wondering what he's, like, doing. Like, is he just going to go be CEO somewhere else? Is he retiring? Like, I don't, what is it? He's Because he's been at Sony for almost 20 years, it says. So. Yeah. Like 15 yeah. at least. Um, I think I think the number was 19 for, for Jack. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, go out on top, just retire and buy something. Buy I, I guess. I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Does Adam Boys move up the ladder? That's kind of one of them. You know, is that what you're worried about? That's what I'm wondering about. Because, I mean, he had a good show last year, too. He was on stage a lot. So it's just, like, one step closer. It's like House of Cards with business. You know, Sony. Do you watch that show? I'm just kind of... Speaking Which of one? Sony, House of Cards. Uh, uh, no, no. There's a lot of product placement in it as well. So. I'm not surprised. I remember seeing the Vita commercial in it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. Anyway, yeah, Jack, on to, uh, you know, other... Uh, elsewhere in the Sony... Empire, uh, Naughty Dog, prominent studio, mm-hmm. Uncharted, Last of Us, which we brought up actually, 
Um, Amy Hennig has left Naughty Dog. She was the creative director on the entire Uncharted franchise, as far as I remember. Um, and was speaking a lot after 2 came out, I remember. It was like, hey, this lady wrote that. Like, all that dialogue you like and stuff? That was this this person right here. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, she left. And there's kind of been a little bit of, like, was she forced out? Because it was kind of abrupt. It kind of seemed kind of weird. It was just like, hey, a key creative person is just gone. Um, but I don't know. There hasn't been much negative stuff to that effect or anything. Like she said on Twitter, like we, I appreciate all the support from fans and stuff. Like cool, but I don't know. Still, that's that's a thing. Does this make you more or less excited about Uncharted Four, John? Not really, because I think there's been enough time for her to have worked on it. If she was, okay. Like the key story ideas might have already been hammered out. I, yeah, I'm a little curious if like the main guys that work on this game like if it's going to be a little bit the weaker entry i don't know i'm curious i'm curious i'm curious to see i have cautious optimism for it i guess i'm kind of curious what direction they're going to go in in general because they haven't even confirmed it's nathan drake or anything right like it's kind Mm. of hey an uncharted thing is coming out but is it going to be well i mean they've confirmed that nathan's in it because doesn't the trailer even say nathan drake's name at some point like whoever they have narrating mentions nathan Okay, well, I mean, he's still a prominent dude, but I don't know what's, like, I I guess there has been very little real details to grab onto about it, other than it is a new Uncharted adventure. So, yeah. I, that's all I'm, you know, it's just, you you play as Sully, it's like a prequel. That's I would I not be entirely against that. Yeah, I didn't actually hear that, but I'm starting. I'm <laughs> You're just going to start that rumor? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm told. You play as Sully for the whole game, and it's kind of older school adventure. It's kind of awesome. Nazis are in it. It's weird. It's just an Indian. Sully's not that old, is he? No. Uh, He's like 20 in this, so it's like, you know. Neo-Nazis. Neo-Nazis, really? Yeah. Blues Brothers, they they show up. It's kind of crazy. Um, That's, yeah, there you go. Night Dog News. Um, And last, and obviously by far the most important story, we got requests on the Twitter, like, you guys gotta talk about this. And it's like, of course we're going to. Uh, Shaq Fu, A Legend Reborn, is on Indiegogo. Yeah, the sequel is official. Shaq's involved. He was in the video I saw making yep. amazing jokes. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm kind of like I need to. You're the ex. You're. I'm just defaulting to you as the expert on this whole thing. Mm-hmm. I have some questions. Why were they dissing France like all the time? Because the original Shaq Fu was made by Delphine Software in uh, in France. So is it just like they just don't get basketball or something? No, no, no. It was like they were just basically making fun of the fact that this French studio made a game about a basketball, American basketball star fighting like mummies and shit. And maybe that explains why it was a little weird. And like the the legacy of Shaq Fu is that game was really dumb Mm -hmm. pretty much, right? Like people don't like it. They seem to like Most people who like it like it ironically. I I like it ironically. Yeah. Like Shaq actually talks about his weak kick. Is that a thing he has like a crappy shallow kick yeah a, f- a little bit okay. and it's a beat-em-up is that yeah true? this one's gonna be a 3d beat-em-up instead of a 2d fighter so god hand they were they were more kidding it to like devil may cry which i thought was like all right sure oh, i'm down okay. for that okay i'm not against this <laughs> i i guess that is kind of the evolution of that genre is the third person character action stuff so he'll be pulling off crazy giant combos, get some chain blades or something. Or, I guess, twin basketballs attached to, I don't know, <laughs> a medicine ball 
you know, training. I don't know how they're gonna. Have you see, have you seen moves. how the character looks in game? How Shaq looks in game? Uh, he does kind of a goofy smile in the trailer. The thing dude's I like saw. psycho ripped. It's hilarious. Oh, I guess there was two. You're right. There was two videos. There was a trailer and then like a four and a half minute kind of pitch video. And I watched. Yeah, the and the pitch video, video it shows like how like ridiculously ripped the character is. Yeah. Um. Is this a thing to be excited about? Should people go to Indiegogo? They have like I, a month. I, wa- I want this to be a thing that exists. Okay. I don't know if it's a thing to be excited about, but at least some of the the, the people working on the game at least have worked on AAA titles like Halo, Final Fantasy, and stuff like that. So Right, right. Like this they, is a... they, I think their statement was that they want to make it a game that would be good even if Shaq's name wasn't attached to it. Oh, if it was oh just, okay. Like, just, so it's yeah. like... We have this, like, license and personality and everything, but beyond that, we just want to make a cool video game. Yeah, of... which okay. gives me a little bit more hope, but it's funny how... Quote, I'm just saying. But yeah, okay. The, uh, the obsession, I guess, that the uh, Indiegogo campaign has with saying, like, this time we won't fuck it up. Or as they put it, or this time we won't it. foo it up. Because yeah. Jack Foo. Mm-hmm. Wordplay. Uh, what, okay, 450k, April 21st, I think? Uh, hang on, I still have it open. Yeah, that's the that's the last day of the campaign or whatever. So you got you got plenty of time to get those coins together. Decide if you want this. Maybe play Shaq Fu again and be like, "What if this was good?" And then decide based on that. Like, is there something there? Um, Big D's is the name of the company that's making it. Big D's Productions, and yeah, it's like a group of people from a variety of games. Um, do you ever play? There's like the Shaq game. What is it called? I it's an it's an iPhone game. Oh, Shaq Down. Yeah, it's kind of a runner, but you're fighting zombies. <laughs> that was the last Shaq-related property I was messing around with. I seem to have cleared it off my phone. So, oh, how could you? It was okay. I didn't feel bad about having it, but At, I mean, yeah, as of this recording, they have twenty-three thousand seven hundred and fifty-five U.S. dollars raised out of four hundred and fifty thousand, and they have forty-five days left to go. So it's got a month and a half, basically. They'll probably make it right. Some some of the have you seen some of the like perks they offer? Oh yeah, this I this was actually a thing we were being asked questions about. But uh, what 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 are they exactly? The the highest one uh, for thirty five thousand dollars US. Mm-hmm. You can spend an evening at TNT Studios, like the slam dunk perk of all time. One fan gets to bring two friends to TNT Studios for a meet and greet to watch the taping of NBA on TNT and to have lunch with Shaq at the studio. But okay. travel is not included in that. So hopefully you live nearby or are... I mean, if you're dropping tons of money, you could probably also book a flight, I guess. Maybe there's yeah. logic there. It's uh, $25,000 US dollars you get dinner with Shaq. Wow. One lucky fan will get to bring six friends to an Orlando or Atlanta area restaurant and have a two-hour meal with Shaq. If, <laughs> Shaq. if Shaq will be near your hometown, we can work out a lunch there as well. Lunch is on us. Travel is on you. If you have... If you have six friends with thirty six hundred dollars each, then you can group together to get this awesome perk. Okay. There's just, a there's a yeah. lot of really weird ones. That sounds For, like just awkward to me. Of like, have lunch with this person. Like, there, I don't... there's there's more awkward ones. Give me a sec here. Like, oh. uh, fifteen thousand dollars, you get to go to Shaq's house and play basketball. Okay. And it gets streamed online. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, three thousand dollars get at Shaq's shack. Balling at Shaq's shack. That's the That's one. What they call it. Three thousand dollars, you get two floor seats to a Kings game. All right. Yeah, one game of your choice. Three thousand dollars, you get a signed sneaker from Shaq. Two thousand dollars, you get yourself put in the game. One thousand dollars, US. Shaq follows you on Twitter for a year. 
that's kind of weird to me that it's not like just forever. Like it's like you can if you don't impress Shaq over the course of that year, he might unfollow you. Like, thanks for the thousand, but come on. Like that was that was some lame jokes you were saying all year. I don't know. Yeah, That's kind of it's just weird. Like, yeah, he'll follow you on Twitter for one year, starting with an initial shout out to all his seven million followers, thanking you for supporting the campaign. Okay. And then, then you get all the other stuff like a copy of the game, T-shirt, free lifetime DLC, and limited edition character and weapon. Right, and they're saying the game is like going to be about thirty bucks, fifteen bucks if you just want to lowest tier get the game. Yeah, the um, the lowest. What is the lowest tier? Actually, I think you're right at fifteen. 15 yep. USD. That's what 15 copy of the game, 25, and you get the DLC for as well. Yeah. As this usually goes, yeah, those lower tiers are the ones that have higher numbers, but whatever. Oh, some people want the Shaq Fu t-shirt, though. Uh, we won't F-U it up. Mm-hmm. We won't foo it up. Okay. You're really obsessed with that catchphrase. Make foo, not war. <sighs> all right. I don't know. Like, they even have, at the bottom, they have, like, all their stretch goals, which is, like, at five hundred thousand dollars, they add a challenge mode. Five hundred fifty, they add two additional levels and an additional playable character. Six hundred fifty thousand, it goes on iOS and Android. I should point out this is for PC only currently. Okay, okay. Seven hundred seventy-five thousand, Shaq Fu gets on Xbox and PS3. Uh, Nine hundred sixty thousand, Shaq's on the Vita and 3DS. One point zero eight million, the Wii U gets it. And Whoa. at one and at one point six two million, it goes on Xbox One and PS4. Wow. Okay. Those are lofty stretch goals, they to say are, the least. But I guess they're just, hey, how how deep is your nostalgia for Shaq Fu? And also irony, I guess. It, like, it seems like this would have to be going for kind of camp value mm. in some way. It, that seems like a dicey, you know, that's a hard thing to hit to get funny but not too fan service and kind of lame. I, I don't Are Are you interested enough to be like, hey, yeah, sure. Here's 15 bucks or something. I will probably back this just because I kind of want this Shaq Fu 2 to be a thing. Okay. And I mean, and they're on Indiegogo, which means they will get some of the money regardless if they hit their goal or not. Right. So I'm pretty sure that means the game is going to exist regardless of whether just this is successful lofty, or not. how lofty, like how many platforms and all that is still up to you. Like how yeah. interested are you guys in having a new Shaq Fu game? So I never played I never played the old one. I did have the Shaq app as early, early episodes of this podcast will prove but um yeah that thing was kind of broken <laughs> Dude, it had videos on it it had like shack videos and it was it was kind of crazy um yeah shaquille o'neal uh, i guess watch that genie movie whatever it was called shazam or no kazam yeah. kazam uh in preparation for this um there you go that's the last news story we had for this week uh you know go out on top close <laughs> showstopper um <laughs> let's move on to the let's, questions let's move on to emails yeah i oh crap i didn't actually check our email address Uh-oh. So well while I you're doing that uh where can they actually send us questions nathan uh tdp podcast on the twitter that is a that is a good place to start um facebook is the other place we check the most as uh as i apparently don't check the actual email address but if you want to check you know send it to where we talk about the most top perspective at gmail.com which um i'm trying to find right now but hey right. what's the first question while i'm doing this yeah i was gonna say i'm about to do the question first question comes from christopher and says what nickname should top down perspective fans have yeah this was actually one i noticed was asked last week but we didn't get around to for some reason um i don't know that was kind of like i was kind of curious 
You know, it's like there's like juggalos, you know. No, there's... we're not – don't even say well, that. Well, I'm not we're saying just... like associating with I know. it. I'm just kind of saying like, you know, there's these catchy names for fan groups or whatever. Like, you know, you got bronies, for example. That's one. I like how which... that's the first one you jumped to. It was, was juggalos and bronies. Juggalos that... and bronies. They're similar. Juggler brony for life is a person I follow on Twitter. So Jesus. Really? Yeah, he's both. It's crazy. <laughs> um – I don't. I, I was trying to think. Like we've started, kind of trying to throw pixel responders over on that side of the mm-hmm. camp, but top down perspective. I don't know how you kind of roll that in, like t- TDP or like that doesn't sound good. Perspectivers. Per, pers- yeah, perspective. I'd say you could say since it's top down perspective, you say viewers. I guess, but, but I mean, like that's that's general. the most generic word. Yeah, you kind of want a unique spin on it, right? Like top down, top downers, top down, top, no. toppers, downers. D- no, don't. No, yes, you sound like drugs. You sound like drugs. Like, well, I mean, that kind of you know, overhead viewers, overhead viewers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe we should open this up. Like, what do you guys want to be called? If you guys want to send some ideas but write write in suggestions for the name of our uh the name of collective like what do we call ourselves i don't even i didn't even think about that during our initial think of the name of the show meetings we didn't even consider that possibility so i don't know i don't know we'll we'll figure it out all right um i actually have a email here that i'm gonna insert Uh, it's got it's a big one uh this is from andrew Uh, i have a few questions for zeke do you guys have any rhythm music-based games that have are that you are putting a lot of time into? I myself am partial to Osu and Melody's yep. Escape. That's the first uh, question. I'll, currently, I'll I'm not in any rhythm games at the moment. So, but I used to be heavy in a rock band when that was a big thing. Rock band and Guitar Hero. Yeah, I was I was early adopter on that stuff too for PS2 specifically. Um, I mean, I heard this game Rhythm Thief was on sale right now. <laughs> Bringing it back. It nice. Nice. I honestly, I've also heard Beat Sneak Bandit is pretty cool, but like that's the same team, Smogo, that did uh, that creepy Year Walk, that game I liked last year. Um, I'm trying to think if there's, there hasn't really been a rhythm. A theater Rhythm was kind of neat. I played it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, Theater Rhythm was good. But uh, yeah, I haven't really been too deep in a rhythm game for a little bit. I mean, I guess you might want to, like, Beat Blasters 3 was sort of a rhythm game. <laughs> But not not quite the same, and I I didn't put a, a lot of time into it. So yeah, um, what is Melody's Escape? Do you know what that is? Like, no, I have no idea. Okay, well, maybe we'll look it up. Um, question two: I really need to get a job this summer. I've been looking into applying at GameStop slash EB Games, so I want to know since all of you worked there at one point, how does business go down there, and would it make you hate video games in general? I suppose not since you guys are running this podcast and John has his YouTube channel, like we have since left that place. But how yeah. do you feel looking back? Like, uh, should the kids today work at EB Games? My best way of putting it is if you are just going to be there as a part time or like just a guy who just does like this, the selling and cleaning and stuff like that, mm-hmm. it's fine. You'll be, you'll enjoy it. If you try to go management, then you'll probably start to regret it. What happens at that point? Cause that's well, like, then you, yeah, then a, you, a, you have to care. <laughs> oh, they make you want... It's like, no, you need to care. You have yeah, to. they're like, yeah, now you need to like, you need to worry about numbers for your stores. You need to worry about your employees and get them to get certain numbers and stuff like that. You have to get on people's cases. You've got to like do, get ready for all these special events. You've got to be on uh, conference calls all the time. You just got to, all this stuff. 
okay. then of course like you get you get ragged on. What most people don't know about, or at least that employees that work at a store is like the managers get ragged on a fair amount if they are like don't hit their goals. Yeah. That's kind of the weird like, I mean, for me it was always the number of pre orders, I guess, and also the disc insurance. Like they that is so important. So it's just kind of this thing of just like I like video games. I'm fine, like, you know, recommending a bunch of stuff to people and whatever. Even the used thing, like, sometimes it's just like, well, this isn't available anymore. You can't get 999 anywhere. So, whatever. Like, there's reasons for that to be cool. But I guess, yeah, if there, there's kind of some nagging at all tiers about that kind of stuff. So, it's a business. They have to keep it going. So, yeah. I know the, the some stuff has changed since we were there. Like, uh, the now, cards. Now they push the edge cards, yeah are different now. You can get a free one and then earn a paid tier one by buying stuff. It yeah, it's basically the US card system finally came to Canada, so Okay. Um and I also I actually I read an article today about people who dumpster dive at GameSpot specifically and score huge hauls. You mean GameStop? Yeah. Like they'll go near a GameStop and then you know jump in that dumpster after a shift or whatever and get a bunch of copies of like Lego Nia Jones or something, <laughs> you know? I know, oh, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of a fun read. It was just kind of like I did throw away stuff sometimes, or you know, people like posters and crap. Like you're throwing away marketing things, and people want that stuff. Some people do. I ended up kind of having a big bag of old sports games and stuff that were just cast-offs, like, they have no trade-in value. Mm -hmm. So that ends up being kind of like a, oh, this is awesome, initially, and then eventually you just have, like, shelves full of nonsense that you would never play. Like, WWE 2008, which I gave away to a, I think, Craigslister or something. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think back to, like, my time... As long as you can get hours, I guess. That was kind of the thing. I was starting to get less and less hours towards the end of my time there. And that was kind of like, I can't sustain this. Like, this is within reasonable distance from my house, and everybody's here is fine. But I need I need to move on, I guess. So, sure, I guess. Might as well hand a resume there. Um, I don't think it'll make you hate video games. I mean, we're still here playing video games. So, you know. Probably still okay. No, Any other? I I think it, I think it's fine as like a part time job. Yeah. Anything anything above that, you will start seeing the cracks in the veneer. Oh, okay. Um, ominous. Last question: Have any of you taken the time to watch Puella Magi Madoka Magica? Nope. <laughs> if you haven't, I would really recommend to take the time to watch it. And if you're a little time, I recommend watching the movies. They don't require any previous knowledge because they're basically recaps of the anime. Um, if you make it a little through the first half hour or first three episodes, um, I guess after the first little bit, it gets good. I just wrote, wrote this question because I'm hyped for the third movie coming out this April. So I guess it's a little teaser for the Madoka Magica movie. April, I had I don't know what this is. There's a lot of mag uh, a lot of anime out there, though. I'm told Space uh, Dandy is the next one to watch. Uh, Magica, as far as I remember, is like uh, magical girls, like, you know, like Sailor Moon kind of style. Mm -hmm. But it's incredibly dark. Oh really? It yeah. sounds whimsical. But... Apparently, like that's just the how they lure you in, and then they crush your soul. Is what oh, I've been wow. told. Okay. So apparently, like if you like really like surprisingly dark animes, it's actually what you should watch. Hmm. That's that's weird to me. I, I, I you know it sounds sprightly and fun on the surface, but okay. Um. Next question, also from the email. 
Uh, I don't know. What? Okay, I'm not gonna... We got some link to some Hunger Games fanfiction. So that's cool. Uh... I think that is some sort of weird marketing-ish. I don't know what that is. So thank you to that. Um, Hunger Games, do you want to check out these videos after, John? Are you excited? I, I'll pass. Okay. But, you know, th- thanks for thinking of us. Uh, this next one's from Callum. Hi, I would like a spoiler cast for 999 and also Virtue's Last Reward once you have both finished it. I enjoyed both of them. I want to know what you thought on the stuff that happened in the games. So that is one person saying, hey, yes, go do that. And, you know, maybe Sean and I will do that once he plays it this summer. I guess that was kind of what he was saying. Um, I think that was it from the email front. So now we can go back to the doc. So do you, you cool. want to grab the next one? Yep. Okay. Uh, next one comes from Juker. Uh, how do you feel about the reward tiers being stuff like Shaq following you on Twitter or Instagram? I, yeah, I guess we kind of mentioned it, but how does that strike you? Kind of weird. Kind of silly. And I'm sure people will buy it. In fact, actually, I'm going to double check to see if people have actually bought them. I'll like see if because that's I'm, one that's that, like, oh, all well, three people did that already. Uh, one person has bought the Shaq Follows You on Instagram. Okay. It's like, watch my, look at my pictures, Shaq. Check it out. One person has bought uh, the uh, Shaq Record a personalized 20-second video message for you. On YouTube? Okay. No one has bought Shaq Follows You on Twitter. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, I've The first time I saw this as like a pitch as a reward was uh, the Penny Arcade Kickstarter. Hmm. And it struck me kind of weird there of just kind of like, I don't like it, the way it, like, this just might be cynical or whatever. The way it feels to me is just like, I will pretend to be your friend for this much money. And that's just sad. I don't like that. So like, I would like, I would like to point out, sorry. Yeah. That two people have bought a signed Shaquille O'Neal size 22 sneaker. That's kind of a cool trinket though, right? That's $3,000. If you're a huge basketball fan, that might make sense to you on some level. Also, it's a centerpiece. You, you only get one sneaker, though. You don't get it, both. How big is it, though? It's huge. Size 22. It's, it's really big. You could, you could, you know, hang that up somewhere. $3,000. I guess, I guess there's attachment to it. I can't say anything. I've bought stupid shit. So. Okay. <laughs> Put it on mantle or something. Let's see. I don't know. Uh, new sneaker or used sneaker from that era that would also I... determine ooh ooh like that's what I want to know it says original original vintage Reebok Shaq attack sneaker from Shaq Shaquille O'Neal with letter of authenticity it doesn't say it says that can be signed and personalized at your request okay vintage that sounds maybe old but I don't know I don't know um yeah it's a little strange I I don't really like it I you know I would like if Shaq thought I was cool enough to follow on Twitter just organically like that would be mm. fun but I don't want to pay for the privilege right like it's more just like hey you know that's oh look at that like I might keep that email when it says hey just to let you know Sha- Shaquille O'Neal is following me on Twitter um or is it the real Shaq is doesn't he have a weird Twitter handle something like that yeah anyway uh Matt next question what do you guys think about the recent layoffs and closures of various studios lately? We could get this every week, ever, and it yeah. would apply. But this week, specifically, the ones I noticed was Disney. I didn't add it to the news because I, when I clicked on it, it was like, oh, that's a quarter of their staff. I thought Wait, this was Which huge. Disney studio? Uh, I, it was 700 employees across several things, I believe. But uh, oh, oh, so just Disney in general? I think it was Disney Interactive, specifically. Oh. 
which mm. sounds like they had a bigger number of people than I thought, because I thought they already kind of downsized after Epic Mickey and all that. But um, Disney Infinity maybe didn't blow up, or is it blowing up? Do you, do you have any sense on that? Is that popular? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Like, Infinity's doing okay, I think. It's no Skylanders, though. It still seems to be taking up, like, a decent amount of shelf space, so it must be doing all right for itself. Right. Um, but there was that, and then I guess also uh, some Thief, like, that team, IDOS Montreal, lost a couple dozen how did people. How did Thief even sell? Like, I heard reviews were a little slamming on it last I read. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if numbers are out yet on that, specifically, like, how, how well the initial sales period was. I, I guess we're in a new month now, though, so you'd think there might have been some, like, hey, how did launch week go kind of thing. Didn't it? Oh, yeah, it would have been on, like, the tail end. Yeah, like, on Metacritic right now, the PS4 version is at 69. So yeah, that's no, not I definitely... necessarily a bad score, but not necessarily a good score. <laughs> I guess I did see that it wasn't being... It wasn't beloved by any stretch, so that wasn't surprising. But I guess also, like, after a game ships, that typically happens, right? Don't teams kind of trim down a bit again? Like, that didn't seem like a huge number. 27 is, you know, those people. That's people, but... That didn't strike me as like, oh, they're on fire, like, this is over. It was just kind of, that's not, you know, ideal. Uh, how do we feel about it? Uh, this this sadly happens a lot, you know. Yeah, it's this the curse of AAA game development, is that you make games too with too much money poured into them and get too little return. Yeah, I mean, if it's a situation like Thief, they at least have a completed thing on their resume that they can show off elsewhere. Like, it's just like, hey, yeah, I know Thief didn't, you know, but check out this lighting. Like, that was me. And they're just like, oh, crap. And then, you know, hire that guy. Who knows? Maybe maybe that can happen. Um, I don't know. I don't have any, like, deep insight. It's, it's kind of sad. But this this industry seems to be just full of all sorts of crazy stuff going on. It hasn't shaken out to the point where there's, like, a big studio set up, like, Hollywood, where it's just like, oh, yeah, there's the big five, and they have all the stuff. And then there's subdivisions. It's just like, no, it's just chaos. There's all sorts of craziness going on. I mean, you have Activision. They're pretty stable. But they also kind of do one or two things that they do. Actually, yeah, I read this cool story about the Singularity development cycle. I don't know if you you remember that game? Yeah, Raven Software. Yeah, it was kind of weird reading it. It was like, apparently that game, like, you know, the, the big thing after that game came out was like, people were like, oh man, that, you know, Activision didn't promote it. Like, they just kind of threw it under the bus or whatever. The reason behind that is, like, that game was, like, on fire 10 months before it came out. Like, it was, like, not even going to be a thing. They basically had, like, one chance left. Uh, this guy, Keith Fuller, wrote a piece about it over on uh, Polygon. And it was kind of a cool read. As someone who really liked that game, like, that was on my top 10 that year. And it was kind of, like, they basically just had to, like, cut out whole sections of that game and just be like, we realistically can't do this the way we want to. Like, we're just going to borrow the audio log system from Bioshock and put it in there because we have no other way to tell the story the way we wanted to. And, like, they just, like all these decisions, like, just to see how it was like, we have one shot left. We can't ship this unless we just cut out this and just make it work. So they, they kind of ended up with this kind of derivative, kind of janky game, but it was kind of awesome in a way. Like, it was kind of a neat read to see, like, a AAA game like, come together in the last moments just before it crosses the finish line. And, I don't know, it, it's, a, it's a cool thing. So, yeah, not really a news story, though. I couldn't bring it up without uh, email questions. So thank you for bringing yeah. up crazy, you know, Raven got downsized a lot, too, after that. That's how I tied it in. Anyway, uh, Link Mario, do you want to field this question? Yeah. Two. 
heard the news about Jack Trenton? Yep, we covered it in the in the news. Oh yeah. Uh, the second one is a little bit more uh, interesting, and this might even relate to this. Yeah, I didn't know this part. Um... Have you guys heard of Sony forecasting a 1.1 billion loss at the end of this fiscal year, March 31st? Which is also the last day he's there. Hmm. Which now mm. that's that's Sony across all brands, right? That's not just SCEA. Right. Which that might be kind of their TVs aren't selling the way they used to or something, you know, like that. Yeah. It's, there's other things at play there. From but, what um, memory serves me, usually the PlayStation brand is what brings in the money, or at least is one of the few parts of Sony that keeps in the black consistently, except for like the first year of console launches. So this is probably not the best financial year for Sony right now, like in the games division. Yeah, I'm just looking at a Wall Street Journal summary of that kind of thing. And oh, Cass Rise featured prominently, and there's a nice uh, drawing of him. <laughs> but yeah, no, 1.1 billion loss. Uh, Japanese tech giant to make TV business a separate subsidiary. Okay. Uh, Tokyo. Anyway, yeah, um, you know, you're right. I, I think the video game division, which is what Jack was uh, in charge of, was one of the pistons popping, you know, one of the parts of the the whole thing doing really well so yeah i don't know that's uh probably just just a coincidence it's gotta be so you know not not putting anything on jack it's not his fault his his division did good but yeah i don't know um cool though i didn't i didn't hear that part so it's not all sunflowers and roses that's not a phrase sunflower you mean sunshine and rainbows nope sunflowers and roses for sony what's wrong with sunflowers Vince Mango. Let's thanks for questions again. TDP podcast on Twitter, uh, top down perspective group on Facebook, and the email. Um, and yeah, uh, review us on iTunes. I'm gonna keep keep saying it, and we will be on that leaderboard, and it'll be awesome. So yeah, I guess once someday, we figure someday. out, we need to figure out though that that name for all the fans, so they have a banner to rally behind. Like that's a key part of this whole thing. So is is it really? Is I it think really? so. Yeah, I was seeing like overhead viewers in the chat, but that's that's a little weird. Or just the watchers, but I don't know about that either. Um, but yeah, hey. Oh wait, no, sorry. There was one more question in the uh, the chat in that the I chat. saw earlier. It was kind of just about big stuff. Hey, are you looking forward to the new video game movies coming out? Assassin's Creed, Ratchet and Clank, Need for Speed. That is like imminent. Uh, Sonic, the Sonic TV show, and other stuff. Like, how do you feel about the new slate of video game movie adaptations? Need for Speed can kind of get away on the fact that it's probably just going to be Fast and the Furious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm I mean, it'll, of, that'll be good popcorn flick. I, I kind of want to watch it. Like, I'm kind of curious enough. I mean, I, I know I was there day one for the uh, Prince of Persia movie. Like, mm. my curiosity gets me every now and then. So... Need for Speed, I'll probably be there to see how that turned out. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of curious, like what the tone is going to be, because like the trailers have been really serious, and that seems to me like, are they like, is this going to end up in ironic, funny territory, kind of like the most wanted cutscenes, or is it just going to be kind of not fun, or I don't know. Like, I, I'd be totally down for it being like ironic, funny, like the original Need for Speed Most Wanted. Yeah, Sergeant Cross. That would be kind of sweet. Maybe he'll be a character. Um, so yeah, I don't, the Assassin's Creed movie, I don't even know if that's continuing to roll forward. Like, I know Michael Fassbender was involved at some point, and there was a lot of talk about it, but that dude has kind of maybe risen a bit 
in terms of his star power, so I don't know if he would still do that. But that's just kind of idle guessing. I don't know. Um, and that franchise, I mean, 4, I guess, still, you know, stoked up some fires again. So I was going to say it was kind of flagging, and now Watch Dogs is the new thing. But I guess Assassin's Creed is still a pretty popular brand, so maybe. Video game movies. There's there's some classics I haven't seen. Like, did you see the Double Dragon movie? Mm-hmm. Is that I saw that when I was a kid. Is that worth an ironic watch? Robert Patrick's <laughs> hair. Is that... Oof. Uh, if you want to watch bad movies, yeah, go ahead. I kind of like some bad movies every now and then. So, yeah. Mortal Kombat, we have both of them on the shelf. over there. Mortal, The first Mortal Kombat movie? Legit good. I still like that movie. Yeah. But I've heard the second one is so Armageddon bad. is terrible. Oh my god, it's so bad. See, like people seem to have stronger feelings about it. That's kind of the thing. It's like the first one's an okay movie. The second one is an abomination. And it's like, ooh, really? I kind of want to check that out. Like that sounds horrifying. So anyway, oh yeah, also that console war movie we talked about last week. I'm uh, curious yeah. about that book. Like that's uh, coming out somewhat soon-ish. So we'll, we'll see what that's about. But anyway, that's it for uh, questions. Thanks thanks again for sending those in via all those means I mentioned before. Um, overhead viewers is now a hashtag anyway. People are trying to push it. Yeah. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Games of the week. Um, I, I can't speak for Sean. I don't know. I, I guess probably Walking Dead based on this little write-up. It sounds like yeah. he's frustrated with the final boss of Bravely Default and really liked Walking Dead episode two. So... Probably, but what is your game of the week, John? Uh, both games. I'm at a point where the game's gotten super grindy, so <laughs> I don't know which I'm gonna pick. I'll probably say Payday. At this okay, point. just going back to the game of the year from last year, even though they kind of yeah. tinkered with it. Still yeah, well, I mean, like there's promise of more changes in the future, so maybe it'll be for the better, maybe it'll be for the worse. Okay, and I'm e- working. I'm working towards that level 100, and then going infamous. Ooh, yeah, you haven't even done that, right? Rolling over, getting your prestige. I'm know. at 91, I think, right now for levels. I'm close. How many hours played are you at? Too many. <laughs> okay, I, I'm gonna check after and find out. All right. Um, for me, I'm I'm gonna have to like, even though I was kind of liking what I saw of the room to some extent, Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward, like those final revelations were so cool. And yeah, I was just like, this is just quality science fiction right here. Like, this is just this is good stuff. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it uh, totally pulled off some cool stuff. So that game is awesome, and if people buy it, then they'll make another one, and that's good. So yeah, I feel kind of again a little dirty with the plus getting it, but that's that's kind of the thing. It's a way to get the name out of the game. So yeah, Zero Escape people go check that out. That is what adventure games should be. If I'm gonna keep playing them, that's not whatever. Uh, thanks for joining us again, Top Down Perspective. Uh, sorry that the camera wasn't doing the thing it's supposed to, but for those audio listeners, that doesn't even matter. So, sorry for talking about it so much. <laughs> so, really, we're just sorry for this podcast, yeah. is really what we're saying. I don't know, I felt okay about it. But, uh, Sean will be back next week to, uh, make sure this, this kind of jankiness doesn't happen again. Um, yeah. Thanks, you guys. Nope, oh, see you guys then. Bye! <laughs>